creative nomad show. You're going to place for all you awesome creators out there who are itching for more than the everyday grind. Here's your host, J.B. Hello, 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 everyone. And I am so excited. I'm here with the wonderful, the amazing Jill Schultz. And Jill's story just really touched me uh, when I read it. And I know that she's somebody that's really out there helping people just heal and be their authentic self. And, you know, that's part of our mission here. So, Jill, do me a favor. Introduce everybody. Introduce yourself to everyone. You don't know everyone. so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hi, my name is Jill Schultz, and I am just really excited to be with you today, Jeff. I, I love being able to share, um, you know, how I've been able to break free from shame and just live an exceptional life. So thanks for having me today. I, yeah. I mean, it's so interesting how we get caught up in the shame cycle right? That we're afraid to be who we are. We're afraid to tell anybody anything, you know, because we're, we think that they're going to judge us. They're going to, you know, think we're less than. And because a lot of times we think we're less than because of whatever it is, yeah. you know, what is it that you think causes all that? I mean, and what is the, what is a way that we can actually get through it? Yeah. Well, for me, it was around, you know, childhood sexual trauma. And if you don't mind, Jeff, before we get into all the goods, um, <laughs> my, you know, it's, it's really important to me that everybody's protected and safe. And my story can be very triggering. It's a conversation that we're not having. It's a conversation people are not talking about. And sadly, it's way more common than you can imagine. And so if anything that I say today triggers you or creates a memory or is like, you're finally like, okay, I finally get to deal with this. There's a lot of resources out there for you to get help. Um, I have on my website and my website is just jillyschultz.com. You can see the spelling of my name on the screen, jillyschultz.com. Under resources, there's a get help section and there's lots of anonymous places where People can go and talk about, you know, whatever's going on with them at the time. So I just want to make sure people are safe. So ask me the question again. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for putting that in place because a lot of times we skip that part, right? And I, I know I'm very guilty of it. Um, and I just, I, I've been in this space for a while. And I, so I'm in a place where I'm really comfortable. I could pretty much tell anybody anything at this point. Um but we forget that there are, you know, this can bring up a lot of things and it, and it typically does. Yeah. So thank you for putting that in the space. Yeah. You know? And I'm like you, you know, I've been, I've been sharing my story long enough now. So when I'm talking about it, like I used to just cry every time I start talking about it and I've shared it so many times. And this is important to know too. I've shared it so many times that it's lost its power over me. And so I need people to know, too, that you can get to a place where it's like, oh, my God, you can just talk about it as if it's like, oh, I went out for a walk in the sunshine today, you know, but it really it really shame cannot live in the light. So the more we get to talk about it, the more we get to um, heal from from whatever your secret is, because everybody has a secret. It, it's amazing how it loses its power for sure. 
Yeah, it, it's funny. I've uh, been through an exercise once where uh, we had to tell the story and then we had to tell it like in the most sad, depressing way we possibly can. And then we had to tell the story in the very funny, as funny as we can and tell the story again and something, you know, like in had to I've tell done like, that six too. different times. Yes. And you're like, and by the end of it, you're like, okay, this is a story. All right, cool. This is a story that I live, right? I've lived this. I've seen it. Okay, cool. Now let's move on. <laughs> what was the program you were doing when you did that? I did Landmark. I did the advanced That's course for Landmark Worldwide. Landmark. Okay, I've done Landmark. Yep. Awesome. Yep. yep. I did Landmark. Um, God, I did Landmark when I was 33, and I'm going to be 56 next two, in two weeks. Um, and then I also did another program called Hardcore Leadership and Hardcore PhD. Mm -hmm. And we did uh, we did that exercise, I think, in my in the leadership program. So that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's from the advanced course. Um, it is a Warner exercise and it's kind of really cool because, um, it really gets you to notice all the stories that you tell about yourself. Um, and it, in a powerful different way, you know, yeah. it's kind of cool. That's SELP, um, right? Uh, no, that's advanced. SELP is, uh, how you live for the world. After, so, after advanced. Yep. Okay. Yeah. After advanced. So the landmark programs, if you, for those who don't know, um, it's funny. I'm actually doing a workshop. I'm in one of their seminars right now. Um, and it's just week 10. So if this is interesting to you, put a link, put your name down below. And I'm going to, I could send you over some information. I There's an introduction coming up next Monday. So typically people go to an introduction for these things. Um, and it's really powerful, powerful work. Um, work. Yeah, it's like one of those things. There's not a day that goes by that I don't use something. And consciously, unconsciously, when I think about it, it, it something comes up. And it's funny that we're having this conversation. I'm like, oh, yeah, I've done this. This is kind of cool. Um, but the landmark programs, there is the forum, which everyone has to go through. And then there is um, the advanced course and the, the SELP program are their core curriculum and then they have communication courses to help you with communication that's helped me tremendously um then they have seminars that are specialized in like areas the one of the ones i'm doing right now is effectiveness so how effective i'm being which is wonderful yeah that type of transformational work is the reason that i've been able to get over my shame like if you have an opportunity to do any of this kind of work and it doesn't matter what you're going in for. I thought I was going in for business, right? <laughs> like you, you, you set an intention for what you're going in for. And then what I went in for was what I got out of it was, you know, started the healing process around my trauma. Um, it has taken 41 years to get through that, which is why I'm out here talking right now, because I really want to help people collapse time. I don't want people to live in shame like I did for as long as I did. But oh my God, it, and one of my favorite sayings is life happens outside your comfort zone and doing those programs really is living outside your comfort zone. It's, you know, when you're pointing one finger at somebody else, you have three pointing back at yourself and it's really about taking responsibility for your life, not taking responsibility for what somebody did to you. If you were, if somebody hurt you or 
whatever that is, but taking responsibility for right now, you get to decide every single day what your life looks like. And so I, I love, love, love the work so, so much. Yeah. It, I, I don't think I've ever talked about that. I don't think I've ever talked about landmark on this program in 115 episodes. That's kind of interesting that I've never actually, you know, had a conversation about it. That's yeah. thank you. Thank you yeah. for being in this space. Yes. So, um, <clears throat> but as you started to heal, so what was the impetus of you actually starting that healing journey? Was it doing the landmark programs or was it uh, something else? What brought you into that kind of space where you could start looking at it? Yeah. Um, well, when I was 33, I I met a group of girls. I was, I started my business at 33, my event business. And I, you know, it's amazing when you surround yourself with people who think differently and, you know, they say that you're most like the five people that you hang out with. And so I had, I had recently gotten through my business involved with this group of girls and they just started pointing out things for me that I didn't realize before. And one of those things was that I wasn't connecting with men you know, I'm 33 years old and I, I would be out and um, say I was at a restaurant and a man would walk in the room and he would look at me and I would immediately look down. And I realized that I didn't want a man to see me because I thought if he knew what I had done, how could he love me? And so that was really the beginning of me going to, to therapy and beautifully curated. I don't know what your community believes and I don't know if you believe in God, source, if you're atheist, I don't know. My source is God. So I'm going to talk about God, but please don't shut it off if you don't believe in God, because um, it's just it's just how I've been able to get my healing. But God just beautifully laid the path for me that I happened to do landmark when I was doing um, therapy. And it, it sped up my therapy by like a, a gazillion times by being able to really get in and do that kind of work. But that was the original um reason was because I'm like, I, I'm, I'm just not connecting with men at all. And so um, that's the reason that I started therapy the, the first time there's been three <laughs> therapies. <clears throat> yeah, there's been three therapies and landmark and hardcore and all the things. So yeah, I mean, it's funny, because people think that they, there's a an idea out there is that you heal, that you're healed. And things are never going to come up again. You you dealt with that. Here we go. Yeah. That's dealt with. Let's move on, right? And what I found in my many many years now, I, I've been working on this for. I've been in the self development space on my own on my journey since uh, 2012. So really, and what I found is that you'll find another something will happen. You'll be triggered and there'll be another layer. Life's an onion. Oh, I don't know what happened. I just, wow, that was fun. So just switch <laughs> me back around. The show is mine. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's your show now. We're going to have dance parties. So, I... <laughs> yep. Let's go. Yeah. So we were saying that, you know, it's like. Layer after layer after layer, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's it's funny. Um, something that happened in my childhood. My 
when I was younger, my parents fought a lot and there was a lot of, you know, things around that. And I thought I was fine with it. I thought that that was over. I've created different relationships in my relationships. And my brother and my dad got into a fight while I was here. And recently, like at the beginning of summer. Okay. And so, and all of a sudden I was 10 years old, powerless, afraid, you know, trying to keep dad from hurting somebody, which my dad is frail and not going to hurt. At this point, I'm trying to keep him from hurting himself. And I'm just like, and it took me three days of like, oh, let me process this. Let me, like, I was triggered. Bam. Right. What is the trigger? Why am I triggered? Where is it at? Where does it live? You know, and kind of going through that. And what I, what I love is that I now have tools in my tool belt that I can do that. And I can call someone and say, hey, this is what's going on. And I have the people around me and I have the tools around me and I have the coaches that can actually help process. Yeah. So instead of being six weeks of like damage, (laughs) it was three days of like, okay, okay, I got to get deeper than that. All right. I'm going to get deeper than that because obviously I thought I helped. I handled this. So let me, let me go through. (laughs) Yeah. I love what one of the biggest tools I believe that I've received through all of this work is being able to take my emotion out quicker than I used to be able to. Like you're able to get past whatever that feeling is. Like, for example, if if you're out with somebody and somebody cuts you off and you're driving and you you used to just be road rage, right? Now it's like, okay, obviously that person did not mean to do that. They're not trying to get in a car accident this morning. That is not their goal, right? Mm-hmm. And to just be able to, to neutralize those feelings way quicker than what I used to be able to do. One of my exercises that, um, and it's funny, like exercises keep coming up today too. Um, one of the things that someone had taught me was to start blessing them. Yes. Instead of getting angry, go to blessing. Mm-hmm. And I think that was in one of my Jedi lessons. Um, and then, so it goes from this charge of anger and takes away your peace to how can you be more loving and peaceful in this moment? Yeah. So if your first instinct might be is bless, and sometimes my bless you comes with the finger, but... <laughs> But it's bless you, right? It, it it's it changes the energy and changes the dynamics really quick. Yeah. And it, it's just amazing how that kind of works. I'm um so really how is shame before that? I mean I we talked about you not connecting with men, but how are other ways that shame has actually come up for you? You ready to get into it? I'm ready. Okay. So uh, I was molested when I was around three or four years old. And I don't remember who did it. None of that's important anymore. I have forgiven that person a long time ago because I know hurt people hurt people. And I know that whoever hurt me, somebody hurt them. And so it's just this, 
chain reaction of, and, and it's the cycle, especially when it comes to children and childhood sexual trauma, little kids just act out what they know. And so what happened for me, and this is where, you know, I, I wrote a book called Liberated, um, Releasing the Dark Cloud of Shame. And at the beginning, it says, I'm bearing my soul to save yours. So I'm really putting myself out there having these conversations because I really, truly want to help people know that if they acted like I did as a child, number one, you were a child and you get to forgive yourself and you get to love yourself because I lived with shame and self-loathing until I was you know, 51 years old. <clears throat> but what happened from my sexual trauma is just that I started acting the way somebody taught me to act. And I innocently and curiously was, were experiment, use your words, Jill, experimenting with other children and just debilitating shame, thinking I was the only little girl who ever did anything like that. And as I mentioned earlier, sadly, it is way more common than you can even imagine. And so, you know, I just want to start this conversation so that people know that they're not alone because I thought I was alone. I thought I was very, very alone. And, um, you know, you get to talk about it. You get to get it out in the light because, as we said, shame can't live in the light. And now, you know, me being able to say this without crying is a miracle in itself because of how it just was so shameful for me my entire life. And it affected me in relationships with men, um, most definitely with men. It affected me in my businesses. I have several businesses. And I think somebody looking from the outside would think that I was quite successful, but there, it, it has held me back because of imposter syndrome and, you know, all these things, me feeling like I wasn't worthy of having success in my businesses. Oh, it happened again. I lost you, J JP. Oh, there you are. <laughs> okay. We're just somersaulting. Wonderful tech problems. It's <laughs> amazing. So anyway, that that's, you know, where shame started for me was around all of that. And that is considered toxic shame. There's, you know, there's shame and shame can be, shame can be a guiding light for us, you know, and how we live our lives. Toxic shame really is deeply embedded and it's all about your self-worth and all of that kind of stuff. So that's, that's what happened for me, JD. JP, yeah. sorry. <clears throat> um, I actually have a similar story. Really? Yes. So oh. when I was about four, um, my uncle, uh, he was my mom's stepbrother, um, and I, I have a very clear memory of us um, on the stoop playing doctor and, mm -hmm. like, you know, playing around. And that's natural and normal for kids to yeah. be curious and stuff like that. And But we gave each other – we uh, it, it was a little more than that. Yeah. So – I, you know, kind of had, we had played these games and then, you know, there was other people in my neighborhood that played these games. And, um, so it was all this like truth or dare kind of stuff. And it was really kind of crazy. And so by the time I'm eight years old, I'm having sex with both guys and girls. 
Yeah. Like full out sex. That's the thing too. That's the, that's how you decipher between, between that. Cause you're right. Little kids play doctor. Little kids are very curious, but I knew how to have sex at a very, very, very young age. Children do not know how to have sex. So I'm glad that you brought that point up because as an eight-year-old child, you should not know how to have sex. It's because somebody taught you mm-hmm. to do that. And it, um, <clears throat> I didn't have so much shame around it as I had that um, it had to be quiet. It was a secret. Yeah. And the secret was exciting because then secrets become exciting. And so then part of my whole sexual experience is that a lot of times it's a secret, you know, or it has to be like outrageous is how it shows up in my life. Like Mm -hmm. it, it can't be normal and loving and, and great. And just, it has to be something a little more extreme edgy. Yeah. Edgy because, well, you know, let's face it. I've been there, done that. And I've been having sex since I was eight. So at what point, does that interest, you know, it's like, oh yeah, this, I did that. There was a joke that um, at one point we were talking about sex with someone, a, a friend, all our friends were talking about sex and they would ask, they would say, have you done this? And I'm like, yeah. And have you done that? Yeah, I've done that. Yeah, I've done that. Yeah, I've done that. Yeah, I've done that. And it got to a point of trying to find something that I didn't do. That you haven't done, yeah. By the way, that that's a trans, a female to male trans person. No, say that again. <laughs> Out of all the different combinations of things that have, can happen, a female to male trans person. I don't understand what you're saying. So they are transitioning. They're they were born. Um, no, I know what transitioning yeah. means. I, I so, don't understand how you, that applies to the context of what you're talking oh, about. Oh, so that's the only thing that really, when it comes down to it, sexually, I've probably been in any other situation you can think of. I see. Okay. Okay. So that that extreme. Yeah. 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 Uh, I was going to say something and it was really, of course, it was really important. Oh, I know. I just, I just want to honor you for being brave and courageous and, and saying that out loud because you know, these are the conversations that people are not having because they're scary and they're triggering and they're vulnerable and they're exposing and all of that stuff, you know? And, um, I, in the book, um, I, I'm grateful the way that it unfolded and it unfolded with several people sharing their stories anonymously and it gives validity to it. You know, if it was just me sharing my story about my trauma and how shameful I've been my entire life around it, that's, being able to relate to one other person having that experience. But because there are more than one person in the book, it gives validity to that you're not alone. So I really honor you for for being brave and courageous. I don't know if you've ever talked about this on your show before, but thank you for, for saying that because I think it's really important for people to know I'm not alone. If this is your story, you're not alone and you do get to get, get help. Like, please, find somebody to talk to, you know, and I know you asked me at the beginning of the show, what one thing I really wanted to get across. And that is, I remember, and, and for those of you who are listening right now, if this is your story, I already know what you're feeling. You have this horrible pit in your stomach and you're like, how am I going to talk about this? How can I go to somebody and say these words? And I remember 
going into therapy that first time thinking, and, and I, I started having realizations around it through landmark. Like it really brought all that up. And it's like, this is something that you get to deal with. And so going in and having these conversations with this therapist, I'm like, how am I going to be able to say this? He's going to think I'm a monster. He's going to think I'm a pedophile because those were the thoughts that I had as a little girl about myself. But I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, I promise you what you have made up about how somebody else is going to react to you sharing that story is false. Every single time I've shared my story and it's, you know, I've shared my story probably, geez, a hundred, over a hundred times now, every single time it's, it's, it's met with compassion and kindness and love and understanding. So I need you to know that whatever you think is on the other side of that is not true. So please find somebody to talk to. You need to get it out of your body for you to start being able to heal. So, yeah. And you know, one thing I want to add is that children aren't pedophiles. Children are children. Children are children. Yeah. You know, it, now, if I was to do some of the things that I did then with someone at the age of where I was then, yes, that would be sick and wrong. Say that again. Say that again. If I was to do some of the things that I did then with people of the age I was then, <laughs> you know, now... Right. Now, as an now, adult, as yes. an adult, yes, that would, be, that would be disgusting. Of course, yes, and we need to distinguish between that and make right. it very, very clear. Yeah, little children are just repeating what somebody else. And the 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 problem is, is it feels good. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like you went out and stole an ice cream cone. Somebody taught you to steal an ice cream cone. You're like, oh my god, I want to steal another ice cream cone. It feels good. Yeah, I. I you know, I can remember my first actual orgasm, you know, from, oh. yeah, from where I actually ejaculated. Not my first orgasm, yeah. but my first ejaculation. Adult <laughs> orgasm. Adult <laughs> orgasm. Yeah. Because I had been doing things so much longer before that and having body sensations. And then all of a sudden this happened. And then I was like, oh, what's what what's that yeah like it was just not um it's like okay oh wow that's a that's a whole nother game yeah and then i turned into a you know 10 year old boy that you know doesn't take his hand off his penis but <laughs> it's just you know get your hand out of your pants son right exactly <laughs> we're exactly. in public son we're, we're in public yeah. okay you know so I want to really, I, I just admire that the fact that you can have this conversation. Thank you. And I admire the fact that you've been brave enough as a woman, because a lot of times they think of these things at, on the male side, right? Because we're supposedly the aggressors and we're all this, you know, but that hasn't always been my case. Um, and having that in this space too, and being able to talk about that is just astonishing. This is all God. Trust me, this is not what I would have chosen for my purpose in life. 
<laughs> Seriously. I got it. Yeah. So this is, uh, this has been a hundred percent God. And I had a girlfriend tell me the other day, she's like, and the, I'm not saying this to brag. I'm just saying it as a statement. She's like, you know, I'm inspired by you. I just can't even believe how strong you are. And I'm like, I have nothing to do with it. Like I just wake up every day. I have a morning practice and I, I meditate. I love meditating. I'm manifesting like crazy right now. And um, I wake up and I say, okay, God, what do I get to do today to move this forward? Cause this is not my thing. You know, I'm the vessel that God is bringing this through, but this is not my jam. The book wasn't mine. I told somebody the other day, I go, I feel really detached from the book. Mm-hmm. And my dad goes, that's because God wrote the book. You didn't write the book. And I was like, oh my God, that's so true. You know, but I just, every day I wake up and say, what do I get to do today to move this forward? And I just listen to hear what he says. God and I talk a lot. God and I fight a lot. Um, and you know, I just, I just do those little steps every single day. So, um, whatever courage or whatever bravery you're seeing is divinely, you know, flowing through me because this, sorry, this shit's hard. Yeah, it really is. It really is. And I admire the fact that you are out here and making a difference. Thank you. I appreciate that. So Jill, tell me a little bit, um, how can they get in touch with you? I know we've got the, we've had the website scrolling the whole time. Thank you. What, uh, can I show the book? Yeah, please. Sorry, I should have had it down. Oh, please. This is the book liberated releasing the dark cloud of shame. And I called it that because I, I talk about my shame cloud. Like for, for 41 years, I had this looming shame cloud follow me everywhere I went. I would wake up in the morning and I would feel it. I would go to bed at night and I would feel it. It was always, always there. And now I look for that cloud and it's gone. So I want you to know that by talking about this and by getting it out and by getting help, you actually get to live a beautiful life. Everything on your heart was given to you by God. And it's your only job every single day to know that you get to have those things. And so um, I, I'm really, really excited about the fact that I wake up and I'm like, I have this blank slate to like create whatever life I want to right now. And I don't know. Are you into manifesting? Definitely. It's like this beautiful little dance that I get to do with God every single day, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, but I digress. So everything is on my website. Um, My Instagram, I mean, all my social media stuff is on my website. There's a lot of content on there. There's other uh, interviews that I've done. So if you want to reach out to me, that's just the best place to go. You can buy the book on the website, all the things. Awesome. Awesome. Jill, I am Again, I am just in awe of your bravery. Thank you. And who you get to be for the world and what you've decided to really th- to take on your mission because most people don't, let's face it. Yeah. So thank you so much. And you guys check out her website. I, I She's phenomenal. If this is resonates with you definitely go and check her out pick up the book and i will see you guys look for tuesday talks coming soon i gotta do the plug for tuesday talks uh we are doing a new panel show and jill you are more than welcome to to be on that um 
we're doing a brand new panel show where if you are in either the YouTube or the Facebook community, you'll be able to uh, ask questions live. We're using StreamYard just like today. So you can comment and ask questions of our panel on certain topics. So it's going to be absolutely amazing. Uh, get your free coaching, guys. <laughs> get the free coaching when you can. Yeah. And know that you guys are loved. I will see you guys all next week. Like, comment, and spread awesome.